From the Financial Times in London, I'm Frederick Studeman, Comment and Analysis Editor, and this is a special FT News podcast on Britain and Europe. Hello and welcome to the FT's Brexit debates, in which we invite a series of speakers from either side of the argument as to whether Britain should remain in the EU or not to come and make their case and then challenge one another. Today up for debate is the proposal that Brexit would be good for both Britain and Europe. And with me to discuss this are Peter Mandelson, a British Labour politician and chairman of the political consultancy Global Council. Lord Mandelson is also a former EU Trade Commissioner. Against him is Daniel Hannan, who sits in the European Parliament for the British Conservatives and is Secretary General of the Alliance of European Conservatives and Reformists. He's also a prominent Eurosceptic. Welcome. Thank you both for coming in. You'll each get one minute to make your respective cases and then an opportunity to put a question to one another. Daniel Hannan, I'd like to start with you making the case that Brexit would be good for both Britain and Europe. The European Union is out of date. It's a hangover from an age when freight costs were high, refrigeration was expensive, and regional blocks seemed to be the future. That age has been eliminated by technology. Geographical proximity has never mattered less. And for a country like Britain, a maritime country connected by language and law, by habit and history to every continent, it makes no sense to be trapped in the only trade block on the face of the earth that isn't growing. Every continent on the planet is growing except Antarctica and Europe. It makes no sense for us to be here, especially not when we're having to pay both a democratic price and a straight financial price for the privilege of belonging. A democratic price because we no longer get to hire and fire the people who pass our laws, and a financial price to the tune of 19 billion gross, 10 billion net every year. In fact, just in the few seconds that I've been talking, we've handed over something like £90,000, so I'm going to shut up. Thank you very much, Daniel Hannan. Peter Mandelson, now your chance to speak against the notion that Brexit is good for both Britain and Europe. Well, I think Brexit would be bad for Britain and it would be bad for Europe as a whole. I think Britain is stronger, safer, better off inside the European Union. And if we were to leave, our economy, our prosperity would be put at risk. I think our security would be jeopardised. And I think that our voice would count for less in the world. But it wouldn't just be Britain that would count for less. It would be Europe as a whole that would count for less in the world if Britain wasn't part of the European Union. It would have less political and military heft if Britain left the European Union. Obviously, internally, its trade area would be smaller, but also externally, it would have less economic clout, it would have less negotiating capability elsewhere in the world. So, for all those reasons, there is nothing to gain either for Britain or for Europe for Brexit to take place, and I hope it doesn't. Thank you very much. Your time is now up. Now, you're both going to have an opportunity to challenge one another. Daniel Hannan, question from you to Lord Mandelson. Well, I got very much the second bit of what you were saying, why Brexit would be bad for the global influence of Europe, if you see Europe as a single bloc and if you see it as having a collective identity like a country. I don't really see that it would be bad for Britain. I mean, we're the fifth largest economy in the world. We have our own seat at the UN Security Council. We're the fourth largest military budget. Our language is the most widely spoken. Why are we not able to take our own place at the top tables globally? As Mrs Thatcher once said... Europe multiplies our strengths and it amplifies our voice across the world. And I agree with Mrs Thatcher on that. But I think the point is this. 
Europe is not simply a trading block. It stands for certain values. It has certain interests, which it needs both to protect and to project across the world. I believe that what the European Union champions is essential for our peace and security as a country. Cooperation between nations, the rule of law, individual freedoms and, and, and rights, and growing free and growing free trade. Now, all of those things are important to Britain. They're all championed by the European Union, and that's why I believe that our interests those of ours in Britain and in Europe, are similar and why we should stay inside the European Union. Now, you said that uh, the rest of the world is growing, whilst you implied that the European trading area was at least not growing and you implied actually shrinking. Why is it, therefore, uh, the case that between 45 and 50% of our trade in Britain is in Europe and only 7% with the BRIC countries, the emerging economies. Now, I could suggest to you why that's the case. Well, you asked the question, so let me answer it. I could suggest to you why that's the I've case. I've given you a long time. And let you Peter comment Manson, on let it. Let him answer that let, question. Just you... comment on it. As trade commissioner, I know how difficult it was All right. to trade with these other countries. I know how simple it is to trade with Europe. Why should we uh, re exclude Europe and simply well, rely on the rest of okay. the world? Of course, no one is talking about excluding Europe. Let me take your points in order. First of all, I didn't imply, I stated that it wasn't growing. It is a matter of fact, according to the IMF, that while every other continent in the world has grown, Africa, Australia, Asia, the Eurozone, incredibly, is the same size now as in 2008. Now, you said between 45 and 50% of our exports. Now, I think you were a little bit tendentious, if I may say so, with how you phrased that. In 2006, the EU was taking 55% of British combined goods and services, 55% of all our exports. In 2014, that figure had fallen to 44%. Now, that in my book is a collapse. Where is this going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now? How low does it have to go before we abandon this bizarre sense that we need to merge our political institutions in order to have influence over what might then be a quite dwindling part of our trade? Finally, you said, do I want to abandon trade with Europe? Nobody, literally nobody is suggesting that. In the whole of the European area, from non-EU Iceland to non-EU Turkey, there is a tariff-free area. There is a common market. The only European countries that are not part of that common market are Russia and Belarus. Everybody else, the Channel Islands, Switzerland, everybody else is part of it. I've never heard anyone suggest, unless you're going to do it now, that if Britain left the political structures in Brussels, we would be excluding ourselves from that common market, especially when we are such a major net importer of goods from the rest of the EU. Yeah, what I'm suggesting Gentlemen, to you... I'm afraid, as <laughs> fascinating as it is, we've run out of time for this segment. I'm sure this is going to be a topic that we're going to come back to, but for now we're going to have to leave it. Thank you both very much, and thank you for watching. For more on our Brexit series, please go to ft.com forward slash EU dash referendum. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. 
In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.